Welcome to the second episode of the Spooky House Podcast. We probably should have mentioned that we were the Spooky House Podcast at the start of this episode, but I think we just got going and forgot to do so, so I figured I would say so here. If this is your second time listening to us, thanks for returning. If this is your first time, you don't really need to go listen to the first episode. It's not necessary, but we are covering a bunch of movies this month and recommending some, unrecommending others. I hope you enjoy, and I hope you have a great day. Let's get on with the show. Don't go down to the woods tonight, who knows what you will find. Something might be stalking you and crawl right up behind. You might feel a cold, cold breath on your pretty neck. You'll say that you ain't scared, you'll turn around and check. Your eyes go wide, your knees go weak, you won't know what to do. Don't go down to the woods tonight, I wouldn't if I were you. All right. So, we are back. They said it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done. And they were probably right, and we're here. <laughs> what are you doing? I have no idea. <laughs> Anyways, this is week two of the 31 Days of Horror that we are doing. Uh, somehow, we're still on only four movies, right? No, wait, we did five movies. No. All right. I just can't count. We did five, right? Five or yeah. six. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, we did five. All right. Yeah. Start off to a great start. My brain is kind of fried today because uh, I told you that uh, we did a the virtual bad movie night with your brother last uh-huh. night, and we and I ended up rewatching Fantasy Island with them, which did not hold up as well uh, under the criticism of multiple cynics online <laughs> with a kind of framey playback, kind of took away some of the gravitas right. the, the, of Fantasy Island, <laughs> which there wasn't much there to begin with. So we watched that. And then my brain was further mutilated by uh, what your brother made me stick around for it. He made me promise initially that I'd stay around for the, for the palate cleanser. And uh, are you... Are you familiar with Ugandan cinema? No. Yeah. Well, apparently Wakaliwood is a thing. Oh, my goodness. And we watched Who Killed Captain Alex. Oh, I have heard of that. It is insane. It's com- it's a complete... It's a complete mess of a movie. It's it's ridiculous. the The whole thing is shot on camcorders. There's a, a VJ that is narrating the entire thing. Oh, Lord. Uh some of it's subtitled, some of it's not. Apparently, the, in this version that they had, it, what, there were subtitles. And uh, I guess in other versions that he's watched before, there were no actual subtitles. This is the first time he actually understood some of the movie. <laughs> we're talking bullet belts that are carved out of wood. Wow. With guns that are probably just pipes and wood that have been like you know, spray carved painted. and spray painted and taped together and with digitally enhanced or added on uh, muzzle flashes coming from various parts of the gun, never necessarily the barrel. <laughs> uh, digital blood splatters, which, you know, I mean, this is some very Windows movie maker shit. That right. It, it was ridiculous. The uh, The helicopter scene in the end just was to die for. Oh, it, yeah. It absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, enough about <laughs> Ugandan cinema, I guess. It's still was, in my head. Yeah. It's going to be hard to get it out. But like we said, we did watch these five movies. We watched five and, movies. Uh, let's talk about them and I spout did. our opinions. Uh-huh. And I did my homework. You did. You did a lot of typing. 
I did some typing. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure that we had a good breakdown of each movie. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about each one, there's a little more setup. So people know good. what we're talking about. That's not a bad idea. Right. And then, you know, and then I, I put in my notes as well. You know, we both took notes of what our impressions of the movie was as we went through. Oh, yeah. Much better week this week. Yes. When I it think came the, to yeah, movies. The level of quality was, was much greater than we had <laughs> previously. Greater. It wasn't all complete winners, but there were some damn fine movies that we yes. watched. Yes. So shall we begin talking about let's, movies? Let's get into it. All right. What's so, our first movie? Uh, the first movie we watched was Witches in the Woods. Mm. Um, this movie, I'm going to give a really basic breakdown. Yeah. So it was 2019, a, right? Yeah, 2019. It was a it's a classic. What's wrong with kids these days? Kind ah, of story. Uh, you got seven college kids, you know, going on a skiing trip. They you know reach a roadblock where the cop tells them you know truck pulled out you know truck with a bunch of logs blocking yeah, the road. Overturned logging truck. Yep. So you you got to you got to turn back. You got to take a different route. They stop off at a rundown gas station. The spunky blonde freshman sees a local with a dead bear in the back oh, of his yeah. truck. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a dude just hanging out at the gas station with a bear under the, a tarp in the back loosely, of his truck. Yeah, lo- a loose dead bear. Yeah, like loosely covered dead bear. She starts getting on this guy's case, saying that it's illegal to kill bears during this time of year. Blada blada. You know he's you know, pretty much brushes her off. Yep, delivers a nice little message on uh, our our interaction, our humanity's interaction with wildlife and our destruction of habitats yeah. and how if the bear doesn't have a home, it's not going to be sleeping. Yeah, right, that, that sort right. Of stuff. Or with temperatures rising, he's not yeah. hibernating. Yeah, he's looking for stuff. food too early. There's no food. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. I'm protecting myself. I did you a favor for killing this bear. Exactly. And her friends super like, chill out. <laughs> chill out, bitch. It's okay. <laughs> not you know, calm down. to die on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, you find out that her best friend and what I will only describe as the downer of the group is uh, you find out she went through a horrific trauma. She's in the process of like pressing charges on these jocks who had hurt her deeply. Mm-hmm. And these jocks were also friends of other guys of the group. So you've got like, I believe it was three girls and f- four guys, three guys, four, four guys, so. four guys. Yeah. Um, Note to self, take tra- keep track of the characters in movies. So, they're at this gas station. You find out Chick went through some trauma. Her blonde, spunky friend is like, I'm here for you. And then obviously wasn't there for her because she was griping at the local while the friend with the trauma ended up locked in a bathroom. Oh, yeah. She totally ditched her friend and she got right. stuck in a gross bathroom. But while they're at this gas station, they come across a pamphlet. Oh, yes. The pamphlet a, that sets the entire story. Right. That sets the, it's like uh, they find this random as fuck pamphlet about a local witch hunt that happened in the same era as the Salem witch trials. However, you know, you didn't hear about it because the Salem witch trials overshadowed this of course, one. So, of course, you haven't heard of it. Uh, leave the gas station. One of the guys suggests, hey, I've been in this area before. There's a service road just down the way that'll cut our time, like it's an hour, like an hour long service road. Cut our trip short. We'll be in the resort in no time. Of course, people are like on the fence about going down this completely snow covered in the woods service road. The peer pressure that happened is so ridiculous that I was laughing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you had multiple girls not liking the situation, not wanting to go off the main road. Being smart. I mean, it straight up had a chain and a no trespassing sign on it. Yes. It said, don't go there. Yeah, it said, nah, bro. Yeah, nah, bro. Don't but go. Uh, don't go down that road. Don't go down that road. That's a bad <laughs> rod. 
<laughs> so sometimes dead better than <laughs> sometimes dead better. Yeah. All right, I'll stop. So, of course, the girls get out like over overvoted yeah, or they out, get outvoted. They get outvoted, or they and they succumb really hard to peer pressure, and they end up agreeing to go down this road. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, the kid driving has some security issues with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Would not stop looking at her through his rearview mirror and not paying attention to the road. There was a lot of mirror action. There's a mirror. lot of rearview mirror action. Really did like mirrors. Thank he you loved mirrors. Yeah, broken mirror, like you know, tons of broken mirrors. Cracked glass and broken mirrors. Yes. Lots of lots of that symbolizing something. So, dude's not paying attention to the road. He's staring at his girlfriend through the rearview mirror. He doesn't, you know, he swerves. The inevitable happens. The inevitable happens. They get stuck, and the rest of the movie is everyone trying to survive. Uh, really like trying to survive a, a night in zero temperatures, like in like negative yep. degrees temperatures and making exceptionally poor life choices. This is a movie that could have all been better with, I'd say three zip ties, a roll of uh, duct tape and some jackets taped to windows. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they had duct tape. They did. This, they, they had all of these things. They just didn't actually utilize them the way they should or they have. they utilized them in such the wrong ways. Yep. So there's a, a possession subplot that starts, or at least you know, well, things are implied. Right. I mean, these kids get paranoid. They There's so much. So my notes on this one are there's so much background drama. There's a whole lot of teen uh, background or, you know. You know, like, uh, like backstory. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of backstory drama that keeps getting brought in where you discover the insecure boyfriend witnessed the best friend being horrifically, you know, taken advantage of and did nothing. Mm-hmm. You find out that his spunky blonde girlfriend is cheating on him. I mean, I'm giving all yeah. of this away because there's they so just throw it in stuff. your face and there's so much to it. You know, and yeah, there's like this possession, like undertone. There's some creepy crows calling. There's a really good dead deer that's just yeah, been eviscerated. Good dead deer tech. Uh, but all in all, I think that this movie was mostly just a really good PSA on the dangers of peer pressure. Oh, yes. And uh, I mean, they, they had some great creepy moments. Mm-hmm. They had some pretty good gore. Yep, there were some good gory moments. The so with the whole possession subplot, you know that we have the just the general danger of the elements going on. Just, right, you know, there could be wolves out here. We're all going to freeze to death. Right, and then they also have a passenger in the car that is acting strangely. Yep, uh, starting to get uh, getting a little bit violent. I think there so. She start the girl starts to have a seizure. Uh-huh. Uh A very possessed looking seizure. Someone. Tr- Searches through her bags, finds some pills, which this seems like a bad way to go about things. If someone's having a seizure, just looking through their luggage and finding the first bottle of pills that are there and sticking it under her tongue. It, did, did they know anything about what drugs they were? They were anxiety pills. Okay, yeah, anxiety pills. I don't that know. one of them thought said, I think those are also used for when you have seizures. Yes, so great medical knowledge. Right. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see if this works out, but they try to cram these pills into her mouth and chick gets her fingers nearly bitten off in the process rips her fingers out of the the mouth and falls backwards onto an exposed ski pole and that was pretty good that was pretty awesome i think that was like the neck i think that was like favorite part great stuff like that that was that was like the most intense part of probably the entire 
entire movie. Yeah, so like, now you have a critically injured person, a border, a probably possessed person, elements. And for uh, some reason, every, like a good half of the people decided to go out in negative 10 degree weather to look for another person who had gone out in negative 10 degree weather. Yeah, it's just constantly people going out to search for others in the woods which is where you'll inevitably get lost. We already know that there are bear traps around. Absolutely. This, this has been revealed to us, and it was revealed to the characters. Absolutely. They know there are bear traps. There's even a very obvious hint, hint, this is going to come up later moment with a bear trap. Yep. And they're still just tromping around in these woods. Absolutely. Without a care in the world, aside from you know, wanting to live. I think personally my favorite part of the movie was the fact that I recognized one of the ad- actors from a character from Letterkenny. Yes. Unfortunately, the entire time I saw him acting his heart out and doing a really good job, all I could hear was Stuart. 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 <laughs> and Letterkenny is a fantastic show that I highly recommend anyone yes. watch. So all in all, I mean, it was a fine movie. They ended the movie. Letterkenny is definitely better than this movie. Yes. Watch that first. Well, the movie, they ended the movie with a very, you know, was she possessed at all? Or was it all in the kids' heads kind of kind of thing? Like, was it real or was it, you know, just them, you know, having a poor reaction to something yeah, you know to stress. stress but uh i mean it was fine i yeah, think it was I, an adequate movie it was yeah it, i mean again with a lot of these horror movies they pull punches they could mm-hmm. have gone further this one i don't even think they satisfy our bloodlust as much as some films might. absolutely but at the same time you know i understand when you don't want to go that gore route Obviously, yeah, definitely. With a lot of movies, like in the next one we talk about, it's not necessary. There's something to be said about restraint. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I think this is one of those movies that could have only been improved by more gore. Yeah, more intense. shock factors. Yeah. The, the, you know, any movie that relies on some of these you know, the jump scare moments, yep. these you know fast cutaways to something yep. interesting, it would probably benefit from things being a little bit more jarring. Yeah. So my final like critique on this movie was, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. It's cool. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. All right. But if you want to watch something real pretty and really damn good, Mm -hmm. we watched Gretel and Hansel. Hansel. Hansel, yeah. And this is a film that I was not actually really excited about. It was another Hansel and Gretel movie, and we'd already watched uh, the other Hansel and Gretel uh, action (laughs) flick that was nice and gory. I also have a copy of Hansel and Gretel Get Baked with uh, Carrie Elways in it, which I haven't watched yet. So I figured this is just another Hansel and Gretel movie. Right, except they switched the names to... The Gretel and Hansel. Gretel and Hansel. Implying that this might be a bit more of a girl power type film, which it was. And it was fantastic. Yes, so breakdown of that story. Yeah, well, first of all, just a couple of notes. Uh, We watched this movie during a time when our puppy was having some pretty severe separation anxiety. I'm not sure if that came through in the previous recording with all the puppy screams and sounds like we have a hyena dying in the background. I think we were Um, good and clear. Yeah, I think that got blocked out enough, but we didn't block it out very well during at least the first part of this movie. So we were watching this on some really fucking high volume and we've got (laughs) some big speakers and there's a moment where Hansel and or Gretel and Hansel's mom is booting them out of the house. Which I mean, this is Hansel and Gretel. This you, you, classic. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll go over the storyline in a second. But when she screams at them to get out and just slams that axe onto the table, I felt like I almost lost something. It was jarring and a bit terrifying. That's probably the scariest moment we've had so far in the movies. Was right. just that because it was like an axe getting chopped right next to my head. Oh, I don't know. We still had it on pretty high volumes when the creepy like 
like zombie looking dude was chasing the kids around yeah, in a house pr- that, that they had pretty, found. That was pretty wild too. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So go okay. ahead, break so, down the classic intro story. Of this movie. Um, I will say, like this in, time, it actually is a classic story. It, it is, <laughs> and and the director in an interview said he didn't want to stray too far from the original. You know, uh, there were changes like to the age of the kids. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Gretel was older. You know, I'd put her probably 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, Hansel was probably nine, 10, you know, that classic obnoxious kid age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, it. Uh, the story begins having nothing to do with Hansel and Gretel or, or Gretel and Hansel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it tells a story of the little girl in the pink hat and how she was the most beautiful baby born. She, but she was sick and her father in a desperation to save her took her to an enchantress who removed the illness but left a gift instead. Mm-hmm. However, the child ended up being evil to her core and used those gifts to kill a lot of people in mm-hmm. town. And which we have to pause for a second and just compliment the character design in this movie, which first rears its head at the enchantress. Oh, my God. She oh was gorgeous. Oh, my God. Uh. Just, like, if you could take the level of style in your average really good anime right, and somehow put that into a movie like this and it not be cheesy, it oh just actually goodness. be cool. Uh, the stylization of this movie, like this, the theme of this it's movie. It's amazing. We'll, oh, we'll talk oh about goodness. that more in a second. I had to interject. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm sorry. But they tell, you know, they get rid of the little girl, abandon her in the woods, and that's how the story is told. Or that's how Gretel tells the story. Yes. And... Then it jumps back to an era which they suggest probably around potato famine era, you know? Probably. Families are struggling. Gretel and Hansel's parents, um, dad's gone out of the picture, either Mm -hmm. dead or run away. Mom is desperate. They have no money. Gretel fails to get a job at a local lord's house because she doesn't want to be continuously raped, which is what what the lord pretty much suggested was going to happen Mm -hmm. when he asked her if she was still a virgin. Yeah extremely creepy that guy was so creepy oh they did such a good job especially with the powdered face trying to cover up all his grease like it Uh, was it was well done probably all his syphilis sores and yeah so they end up coming across a huntsman who sends them into the woods in a direction to a family that is known for taking in wayward children Mm -hmm. they spend several days walking through these woods trying to get to this place they're going to like woodcutters or something i don't know no no they were going to a family that was like you you would probably know better no no no. it was a it was a couple known for taking in children who were kind who would teach them skills and help raise them yeah then he said you know walk this direction for three days and then you'll get there you know don't stop anywhere just head this one direction through the woods and you'll get to their home Mm -hmm. so he sends them on their way to hopefully a better future unfortunately they never make it because hansel smells cake and and while they're wandering through the woods, we're seeing not only some of the best cinematography I've seen oh in a very goodness. long time, uh, just some amazing imagery, mm-hmm. beautiful forest with uh-huh. these strange figures that are odd, like mostly human shaped. They yeah. look like uh, cloaked figures with strange hats, just yes. silhouetted in the woods, yeah. usually very still. Yeah, you can definitely tell that Gretel is capable of seeing things that normal people don't normally see. Yes. Um, she, like I said, they never make it to their destination because Hansel smells cake mm-hmm. and he ends up running and breaking into a house that has a slide that smells of bacon. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> if you have a slide that smells of bacon, don't go. That's a dirty slide. That's a dirty slide. That's yucky. That is. Okay. 
The uh, house is amazing. The architecture. The architect- everything about oh, I want movie. that house. Yeah. I want that witch's house so yes. hard. Uh, hungry and tired, they're lured into the witch's house, which, of course, has like a table full of food. And it's a, a classic. smorgasbord. Yeah, and it's a classic story from that point, you know, yeah. with a twist of Gretel having these powers, having that same gift, and the witch being, which, by the way, can I just say was the Borg Queen from the Star Trek movie. Yes. She does such a good job. She was an incredible. Oh, God, she does amazing. Like, as the Borg Queen, she was amazing, and as this, she's even better. Even just better. The, the level of creepy that she is able to, like, just... just she just exudes exude. power there that, that, that you know is there in this character. This is a very Absolutely. powerful, terrifying woman. Absolutely. Who looks frail, but you can tell she's just hard as nails. Yeah. The, uh, that she has these black tattooed fingers, where at least what they, 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 there's, there's kind of stained, I guess, implied by the, the, the movie itself, but they look like blacked out tattooed fingers. Yeah, which I want. Oh, yeah. They'd be, that'd be amazing. Like, uh, if I had, if I had the, the pain tolerance, I would be tattooing my fingers in this. If I had the job that would let me have visible tattoos, we'd be, I'd be a lot more inked. (laughs) Right. And again, so it was a classic story for, I'd say more of a classic story out for Hansel, who is getting fed. He gets the more traditional treatment of this. Right. He's getting fattened up. He's the one who's really into the eating all this great food. Right. And initially Gretel's the one who feels like something is off. Right. But as the witch kind of helps her you know, teaches her how to tap into her gifts and learn that, you know, she's not weird. You know, she's, this is something that she can tap into even like this power of hers, mm-hmm. you know, it's very much a, a, like, you know, she starts warming up to the witch and so on and so forth. I don't want to give away the ending, mm-hmm. but it but was, it, it's, it shifts into like an almost mentoring storyline where this absolutely. witch is teaching her the ways of the forest and of magic. Exactly. And you see you know, Gretel's impression and you know, opinion on this woman changes drastically where she starts being the one who wants to stay, wants to learn. Right. And Hansel is starting, starting to, get to get second thoughts. He's starting to wonder what's going on. Why yep. Why are things the way they are? Absolutely. And also, where is all this delicious food coming from? Because that's a valid question when there that are no is... animals around and no deliveries running. And they totally answer that question. They and do. Oh, my God. They do. So I guess let's, we can talk about just the, the art design in this movie for a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, a YouTube channel that I used to watch. I don't know if they're actually doing anything anymore, but he had a series called Every Frame a Painting. Yes. Where he goes over movie cinematography mm-hmm. and just that idea that you know, in, in these films, you know, each scene laid out can almost be a, a work of art in itself. Mm-hmm. And not many movies actually you feel like they achieved that. There are a lot of times you have throwaway shots, you have things that are just for exposition. You're just trying to get from point A to point B. Absolutely. You're getting the movie done and you're telling the story. This movie is trying to tell you something with every scene. Uh, everything is is laid out perfectly. The the camera angles will be centered in ways that that just draw your eye towards the f- certain subjects. Mm-hmm. The the wide, super bright lens that's used during the times when they're just wandering around in the forest. Ugh. It there's it it's incredible. It's gorgeous. You don't usually see that sh- that shallow of, of a focal plane with something that wide, which I'm into photography and this means a lot to me, but it's a hard thing to get in a lens. Oh, absolutely. And especially it being that sharp. Everything about it's just gorgeous. Oh, the movie is also uh, presented in a I think it was a 1.66 by 1 uh, aspect ratio, which is unusual for films these days. Uh, usually you see a much wider uh, screen where you see the black you either see a, a film that fills up a full widescreen TV, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
or you'll see a wider screen movie where you have black bars on top and bottom. Ah, okay, yeah. This movie had black bars on, on the right and left. I don't hmm. know. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. So at the beginning of the movie, there was a different aspect ratio that was kind of representing, I think, the, the past or things that are being told initially. Yeah. The movie shifts over to you know present time, right. uh, story time, and you get this much more intimate, wide-angled lens with a much taller frame, uh, and everything just kind of pulls in much tighter and much more intimately. Right. And it just, it, it does kind of change the, the way the movie feels and, like, mm-hmm. the presence of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, uh, love it. So good. I mean, so it was, pretty. It was filmed in Ireland for the most part. I mm-hmm. do believe I read a bit of trivia saying that they had to refilm and do a little bit extra, and they used, and they went to Canada for that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, this thing was filmed in Ireland. Oh, it was so pretty. So it was just pretty. so pretty. I will put in a couple of my notes of, I mean, the gore that they did have, mm-hmm. because that is very important to me in these yes. movies. Where they had it, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Where they could have had a scene a little more, like where they were showing very jarring, like, like uh, 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 frames and scenes, they did cut away a little earlier. I felt like, you know, Mm -hmm. when a man's throwing a hot poker into his mouth, I felt like they could have at least given you a bit of singeing flesh, (laughs) but they didn't. Yeah, you know, like those. Those I I could also see that being a little bit out of character for the style of the movie too. Exactly. So, and and that's where there is a scene where a guy is about to shove a molten ball of either uh, like glass or metal. Right. Uh, He's either a glass blower or a metal worker. I can't really tell, but he's about to shove that into his throat and. Yeah, you definitely yeah. want to see it happen. Yeah, you want. Uh, at least I, I want to see it happen. I, least, I want to see where they. I at least wanted out. to. I mean, even if they shifted away from it, but you hear a singeing sound yeah. or muffled screams because he wasn't doing it willingly. It's not you know. savage enough. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Um, but it didn't. But it wasn't. Although it was a bit disappointing, overall, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a deal yeah. breaker. Oh, yeah. And the ending, I would say, was quasi-anticlimactic. I felt that way, too. So, like, you know, the visual style of this movie holds up throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have an ending where it's not necessarily an action scene, but I felt like you know, they, they had to put at least, you know, that, that danger, that yeah. sense of things moving quickly. Yeah. And I think uh, that change of pacing didn't didn't, didn't match. feel matched with the rest of right. the movie like it was there was a you know climactic scene with the the wand or the staff and I'm, i don't want to give away spoilers but it's like that one just it felt like it was out of a different movie yeah like exactly. a, a cut oh, from a different or version they of this film. didn't really know how to end the movie mm-hmm. and so they were wrapping things up yeah the yeah, ending of the really movie did. definitely felt like they were wrapping it up so yeah uh, i want to see the uh three and a half hour alternate cut that just goes down the path of the kids just becoming witches and right. i want to see them just training and eating other children you know that sort of thing but, yeah right yeah that's the movie that i won't get yeah no <laughs> but uh all in all like the movie is just so flipping gorgeous mm-hmm. and there is a bit of a story plot line twist to it oh yeah but at the same time i mean it it was all really good like i i thoroughly, thoroughly it comes highly recommended highly from both hi- of us 10 out of 10 please watch it 10 out of 10 um so shall we move on to the next one all right all next right. movie next movie was hashtag alive yeah so basic breakdown of the story uh this is a supposed or suggested deadbeat son this is a Korean film, for mm-hmm. one. Um, so this is what we called a neat, you know, not employed in education or tech or, you know, temp job. So he's unemployed, living at home. He wakes up to an empty to an empty apartment. Mm-hmm. A note is left for him by his mother saying that the family's out for the day. 
uh, as he signs into what I will assume is a PUBG style game. Yeah, definitely look very PUBG. Yeah, he's getting set up, ready to start playing with his friends. He looks like he is kind of like a wannabe blogger, video game he's blogger. He's definitely a streamer. He's uh, he, he signs off that one the video he records later with you know please like and subscribe. Right, exactly. So, so he's, he's definitely he's a, a streamer. Like, yeah. He's he's got an online presence in that regard yes. for sure. And uh, as he signs on, his friends begin to start shouting into the microphone, like, look out your window or turn on the news, something's going on. Yeah, it's the them looking over to their TVs. You can hear them in the background going, wow, is that CG? It's like, oh, no, that's it's real. Yeah, people and... start freaking out over the internet. And so mm-hmm. he runs out into his living room and through the perspective of his balcony window of the living of his family's living room and with the TV on, cause he turns the TV on and then he looks out the, cause he hears screaming out the window, mm-hmm. looks out the window. Uh, you, you are, you're getting a painting of, of what's happening. Yes. Like it's painting the scene of what's happening. And you see people running out of apartment buildings, jumping in their cars, nearly hitting each other, people attacking people um, the zombies are very much 28 Day Later. They are fast zombies fast, for sure. These like, are viral fast zombies. Yes, they change super quickly. You don't see it coming. Like at one point, a high school girl is like, mom. And the mom runs and gives her a hug. Girl's head like sounds like her spine's breaking. This is the classic. <laughs> yeah. And then promptly bites Chomp. her mom and starts eating her. Uh, you know, from uh, after a very close call with a neighbor... Uh, he ends up barricading himself into the apartment with very little food and dwindling utilities as the water gets shut off as, you know, he starts losing supplies. He has to survive. Yeah, this is a very unprepared dude for this situation. Yes, and uh, and that's pretty much how the story is set up. Um, I don't want to give too much away with it. Uh, you know, that's... Yeah, this this movie had a lot of elements that... Uh that we I think we both mentioned it felt a lot like something we'd seen before and then yes. you said the night eats the world yes it's a, so that was a French zombie movie that we yeah. watched out of pure and sheer luck our protagonists find themselves safe in the zombie apocalypse but stuck and stranded yes and they have to be zombie siege movie you yeah say. and they have to be yes very much so and they have to be creative in their abilities to survive yeah, um, so the tracks they took very different. Very different. Uh, this main character, I, I please help me. I cannot pronounce his name. I didn't even write it down. I didn't I'm, write it down either. Like we said, that's so. Note for next episode, we need to write down some names of characters. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, protagonist. Protagonist. He's an idiot, but yes, he's he like one of those lovable idiots Absolutely. who you know, I mean, just choking when he eats too fast, um, being very silly oversleeping when he shouldn't like just i mean he's he's cute but i will say he definitely comes through when it counts yes he uh, does. you know he definitely finds his strength he's not a not a frustrating character in that no, regard which is no. it's really easy to do in these movies where you have humanity or people in human situations or mm-hmm. extreme situations where they could react poorly yeah. or stupidly and despite him being a bit of a dumb guy there are a lot of smart moves yeah, and just absolutely. clever solutions to problems. That, absolutely, that I appreciated greatly. Yeah, and again, because we definitely compared this movie very much to The Night Eats the World. Definitely, not nearly as bleak. No, I will say this movie was a much more cheerful rendition of a yeah. zombie apocalypse. And there were a lot of, you know, there are a lot of predictable tropes that you know they carried very well. Like I'm, but we predicted them very point blank. 
you know, when a new character got inter- introduced, we're like, oh, well, it's this, mm-hmm. you know, very classic zombie tropes. But they they executed them in such a good way. It's such a such a well. It was so well executed that I would say that you know honestly I wasn't disappointed for the predictability. Oh yeah, not at all. You know I went in going for a zombie movie, and that's exactly what I got. The zombies mm-hmm. were done amazingly. You could see through the weeks of his survival, the zombies themselves deteriorating, mm-hmm. their skin becoming more clammy. The attention to detail of these zombies was on point. The zombie detail was great, and I also had to appreciate just the general set design mm-hmm. and uh, a movie that can get blood splatters and blood streaks that looked that good, mm-hmm. and they also looked aged. Yes. So as time went by, you know, when he's trying to sneak out of his apartment to go uh, go what did he say? Go farming or go yeah. hunting, yeah. Uh, foraging or something. He's going out to get some uh, supplies, which is basically raiding apartments next door. Right. And uh, stepping outside and the decay, yes. the brownish blood streaks and handprints oh, yeah. all over the walls. Absolutely. Just an insane amount of streaks him, and blood. It's him just... struggling with the smell was yeah. also a great oh, yeah. touch. It, it, it definitely, it, it, it made you feel like you were there with him. Yes. Just, it was a nasty, dirty place. Watching his, his apartment break down over time, mm-hmm. just uh, him breaking stuff in frustration, him tripping over things, just things just broke and remain that way and remain in, broken. in that yeah. room and yeah. that was i thought that was a really when good touch. he made too much noise and the really fat zombie broke into his house he continued to have issues with his front door like things were yeah, you know very consistent that, that, that you know maintained yes. yeah it was very good and i i mean i'd highly recommend this if you want mm-hmm. a good solid zombie movie damn solid zombie movie that I, doesn't just stick to and, zombie tropes. And it was really a journey. You really went on this journey with the with the character yes. because you were laughing at some points, you were elated at some points, you were horrified at some points. They got you yep, so well. You could well. feel his boredom, you could feel like his his fear, hunger, everything was just his desperation. Was very well represented. And it, it definitely pulls you into that, yes. that world. Absolutely. That scary, scary world. Yeah. So I that is another one I highly recommend. It was just tons of fun. Tons yes. and tons of fun. So moving on from tons of fun and things we highly recommend, there's Blackwater Abyss. Yeah. Blackwater Abyss. Which, Which an adequate movie. Maybe. I, uh, no. No. I, okay. I, yeah, it's not an adequate okay. movie. Basic breakdown. You got, once again, a bunch of friends going on an adventure. You know, an doing, ill-advised trip. Doing sportsy things that I don't get because yes. I am not a sportsy person. Spelunkers are madmen. <laughs> and I mean, I guess thank you for your service. What else? How else would we know what's inside these holes in the ground? But why would we need to know? Yes, that is also a good question. It's like technology has has gotten to the point where you can just throw in drones. Fucking drones! I mean, put a drone with like a long cable on it and just go and explore that right. way. Or a little like uh, rover, that, like robot that, things. That damn nutty putty cave story on Reddit. Have uh-huh. you read that? No. There's it's a story about a dude who, or it's not a story. It's a like real account of yeah. a guy who goes and exploring this cave system, and he thinks he's going down one path that he knows, and it was not the path he thought he ends up stuck head like upside down head down he dies after like a long and nightmarish uh, ordeal that's right it's one of it's the most disturbing thing i think i've read it 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 bothers me and i'm not even claustrophobic but caves are (laughs) terrifying yeah so we thought this would be a tough movie for you i honestly went into this movie thinking it was going to be tough that i was going to have to i was going to have to you know this is definitely going to test me in 
And it wasn't. For one thing, this was a sequel we had no idea about. There was apparently an original Blackwater. Yes, probably an equally forgettable croc movie. But it was a croc movie. It was a classic, you know, we're on a boat doing a tour. Oh, no, crocodiles, you know, from from what I saw. Yeah. You know, but getting into the storyline, you got two couples and their mutual friend. You know, so it's five characters. Yeah, well, a movie opens with a Japanese but, couple yeah, so, tourist. Yeah, so you've got you know two Japanese like you know tourists lost in the woods or in the bush in the of bush. Australia. They end up accidentally falling down into one of these caves, like an opening to one of these caves. He dies upon impact, and she gets attacked by a crocodile. Pretty yeah. cut and paste, setting the mood for it. Mm-hmm. One of the you know the mutual friend of this couple was a part of the search team looking for the lost tourist, or what, was it, what did you call them, bushwhoppers? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. You know, they, you know, he, he comes across this opening to the cave, thinking that they could explore this cave and potentially exploit it for tourists later. Mm-hmm. They plan this trip out to find, you know, just map this new cave. Yeah, right. super was, exciting. Yeah, super exciting and also so dumb. Such a bad idea. Right? Didn't they ever watch The Descent? Right. Ignoring the dangers of a massive tropical storm heading quasi their direction, they do they go anyway. So that's like your first, like, red flag. Yeah, first big red flag is the two guys looking at the satellite map on the phone going, eh, it's not going to hit us. We'll be fine. Unfortunately, they don't understand how rivers and waterways work. And inevitably, mm-hmm. everyone gets stuck in the cave, just in mm-hmm. a flooded cave. Yep, they go wander rising their way water. down. Yeah, they have to descend their way all the way down to this cave. Uh, they go down multiple passages. Yep. Doesn't look like they're leaving any kind of line to keep track of where they're going, nope, which I think that was just a uh, don't think about that moment, not they, a forget in, in the actual plot. They find animal bones. Yeah, they find ominous things like animal bones. They find a little underwater lake type area. It's like, I don't know what you'd call a body find, of water that's under the ground inside was, of a cave that's more they, like pond sized. Right. And again... On multiple accounts, they find running water going trickling down the walls of this cave. Yes, there's yeah dripping water all over the place, and the guy's like, "It's seepage. It's just seeping. It's just seepage. Just lots of seepage. Lots of seepage." And uh, and from there, shenanigans ensue. I mean, it really is a classic. You know, they end up getting you know stuck in a cave full of water with a crocodile. Mm-hmm. What do you think's gonna happen? There's a whole, not a whole lot more to say about that, but again, we have that uh, like Dawson's Creek level uh, oh friend God. drama happening where so much friend drama. there's a friend who's pregnant, and then it's obviously that, <laughs> but her not boyfriend her own. just went through chemo, so he's not fertile anymore. Yeah, and so all that stuff is stuck in among all the croc drama and people getting eaten up by crocodiles. Yeah, I mean, it was so the crocodile eating parts were good. The crocodile effects the croc were effects were, were good yeah especially for a movie that it's not exactly a super mainstream movie not a high budget film and you know the cgi crocs were not bad at all they croc there was one croc it was one croc it was one was, flipping crocodile it was one crocodile and there was like one real crocodile at the beginning of the movie that you see yeah so yeah it's yeah. it was one croc I, I will say this if any of this movie sounds kind of interesting just watch 40 47 meters uncaged yeah, that was a shark movie that was just that was similar, similar yeah, very similar, similar storyline, mm-hmm. and executed so much better, far better movie. the The sharks in that were terrifying. Absolutely, and don't get me wrong, crocodiles are terrifying. If you need a good crocodile movie, go watch Rogue. 
Yes. Rogue was really good. Absolutely. So this one was just, eh, it's fine. Yeah, totally I'll fine. Follow it under, it, it gets put under the, it's fine. It's people up against a, you know, nature's monster, uh, you know, apex predator kind of exactly. thing. And, uh, and, and people, you know, I mean, we called who were going to survive. We pretty much called the order of everyone's death mm-hmm. on we were, point. We were really close on, on the death. I called the movie. first person to die immediately. You did. Yeah, so. he shows up. You're like, oh, he's dead. It's like too many sausages in this mix. <laughs> too many sausages. That was that was the first thing. He said, too many sausages. He's dead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was totally probably very forgettable. I think I'm gonna like forget I watched this movie after I, after this is done recording. Perfect. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. And on to our final movie. On to the last movie. And, and the best movie so far. Oh my God, and this it was movie's so good. gonna have a real hard time getting topped by anything else so far or anything else that's coming this month. We watched Uncle Peckerhead. Uncle Peckerhead. Uh, uh, my uh, new favorite horror comedy. Holy like, shit. This movie came out of nowhere. Uh, it, it just you know, it popped up in my normal you know, movie sources. Uh, right. It was you know, recommended as a uh, like the best punk rock uh, horror movie since Green Room. Yeah. Which had me very excited. Very so, it's not like Green Room. No, it's not. It has not is nothing. Aside like from it, it being punk rock, punk rock, and there's violence. It is nothing like that movie, but it is something else entirely. Oh, but is but is it something else though? But right. I mean, oh goodness. So, so go ahead and give us I mean, your initial. We start off breakdown. with a great gory corpse yeah the the corpse at the very beginning like the first shot of this movie is just a dead body As with a, like it's most of its face missing eyeball hanging out but with perfect hair i love perfect it. hair i love I, I loved this this corpse and you have this figure walking away from you know removing the jawbone walking away from this corpse and sucking on the bones as mm-hmm. he like walks towards a van yes then it cuts to these the most lovable characters I will ever say. It's a a three man small time punk group, uh, punk three person. Yeah, three person, uh, like small time punk band setting up their first tour with such big plans and super high expectations. Yeah, it's gonna be like a seven day tour with six stops and one possible last. Yeah, stop. and and one and them really hoping for this one last one for this big one last shot, big shot that's going to get dropped them, off yeah. off of a lineup and there's an opening. Yeah, and there's a chance that they could, you know, if they really rock it and, you know, they could get signed and never have to work a day, of, you know, dumb jobs again and blah blah blah. I mean, the chick in the beginning quits her job for seven like for a 7-day tour. Like that's yes. the level of high expectations yeah, that, she that is they're walking aiming in with. real high. Aiming so high. But of course, before they can even begin their tour, their van gets Well, repoed. she gets home and there's an eviction notice on her door right. to their apartment. Uh, her bandmate Max, Max, the, who's the, the adorable, head of the band. bearded, uh, yeah, the head of the band, he's passed out on the floor, yeah, just drooling, just drooling. Um, yeah, they get their stuff together. They're about to start this tour, and you know, the van, yeah, their, the their van, van literally gets repoed while they're walking towards it. Right. Favorite line is the drummer chick going, "Oh man, my one hitter was in there." <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. And uh, their solution is to make flyers that say, can we borrow your van? And just finding all the vans in the area and just going to random parking lots and throwing them under windshields with their phone number on the flyer. Hoping the most punk way of borrowing a van ever. Hoping that someone's going to call them and let them borrow the van. Uh, The last van that they come up to, you know, they, they kiss the flyer for luck. 
mm-hmm. they throw it onto this this van, and they end up that puts them uh, to meeting a very redneck looking gentleman by the name of Peckerhead. Yep, he says his name is Peckerhead, or at least that's what his dad always called him. As yeah. long as he was his as long dad as he was could alive, remember. as long as he could remember, that's what his daddy called him. Yeah, but you can call him Peck. Yeah, he confesses that this van is also his home. That he has fallen on tough times, and so he cannot lend it to them. However, he was more than happy to be their roadie. So long as they pay for gas, he is more than happy to drive them to their locations. Yes. He seems like a very, you know, jovial man. He, oh God, he reminds me so, so much of... So, yeah, let's, yeah. let's get into at least Peck himself. Yeah, let's get into and Peck. So th- this character is disarmingly adorable oh, and him. just the most lovable and friendly monster that has ever been in film at least in my opinion yeah i love it he's uh we we talked about this initially Mm -hmm. and uh, you were you were about to say he reminds me of a combination and before she could say who who she reminded reminded her of i said sid haig first of all there's definitely some sid haig elements it might be just the scruffiness Uh, there's like some of the the way he talks and the cadence and and scruffiness and his scruffiness definitely gives you a captain spaulding sid haig feel for sure definitely so you take that and then this is not a reference most people are going to be getting if if you're coming to us not from our friend group right uh our good friend andrew benjamin feels like an element of this character yes if you took Captain Spaulding and Andrew and stuck them together and just just so you know Andrew is the lead singer of the band Help Linky who gave us our intro song we borrowed yes. uh, <laughs> Don't Go Down to the Woods Tonight mm-hmm. so so obviously we love Andrew he's he's a, a, a very charismatic and, and a very interesting person absolutely and Peck is very similar in yeah, these that, ways. That friendliness so, and I'm sorry, and Andrew, if you ever hear this, that we're comparing you to a, a monstrous zombie man, uh, roadie, who's <laughs> just fantastic. It's, but no, it's all love. Yeah, it's all out of love because we love this character so much. He's amazing. On their first night, so he they agree they're gonna they're gonna do this. You know, they're gonna let yeah, Peck tour's gonna happen. Tour's He's gonna, gonna happen. be their roadie. He's gonna be their roadie. They actually think this is like a blessing in disguise. You know, and off they go on their first on their to their first show. They are horrendously disappointed by how the first show turns out. Mm-hmm. The venue's awful. Venue's awful. The the guy there's who there's no crowd. Like three people are there. There was no promotion. There's no promotion. There was no other bands. Mm-hmm. He the the guy who owned the bar was awful, just an awful person, and he they're just terribly disappointed mm-hmm. by how they the night three dollars they get three dollars for their night and i'm trying to think of it it goes from them just horribly disappointed peck tells them hey guys i'm gonna hit the head before we hit the road and he's taken a while main chick you know our main character who's very you know spunky yes. i'll say very spunky. very spunky very type a uh she goes looking for him and comes across Peckerhead in a horrendous demon-like form, eating the owner of the bar. Yeah, and if you look up Uncle Peckerhead and actually just look for the 
the cover the or cover. poster for this movie, yeah. uh, you'll see what this guy looks like. You'll see so what this guy looks like. Very zombie, but also a lot of demon-y yeah. <laughs> elements to it. Yeah. The claws. So, needless to that. say, she's super freaked out, and the other and again, band super good core. And the other and the other band members, you know, they they go in to see like nobody believes her. No one believes her, and and Peck does come out of the building looking normal again, just covered in blood. Covered in blood. Trying to like say, now I know. What you saw was a little graphic, and and <laughs> you know, and he's like, "But I can explain." And uh, and upon tries to uh, tries to like brush it off as he just roughed this guy up. A yeah, little he's bit. just roughing up this guy, and the chick is like, "Nah, man, like, like he's, he painted a room with he, this dude." Yeah, he and so of course the other two band members go into the office, the dude's office. They see the carnage. You know, they're puking. And they're Max, horrified. Like, Max. The, the scene that had me, uh, I almost hurt myself <laughs> laughing when Mac, it shows Max seeing this bloody corpse and guts and bones everywhere. And he's he covers his mouth to stifle vomit and he doesn't <laughs> make it. No. And he just like spit coughs vomit all over, like through his fingers all over the place. And it's it, the timing is just so good. Right. The oh, execution's the time, yes. great. Just the amount of vomit that flies out right. just was... Perfect. So absolutely, Peck convinces them to let him buy them dinner so that he can explain himself because yes. he he has to explain himself, you know, just so just so that they understand, right? And he pretty much tells them that ever since he can remember, at midnight he turns into a monster, or as he prefers it, a thing, a thing, for thirteen minutes, and in those thirteen minutes, kills people, yes, or eats them, mm-hmm. right. The main, like, type A personality, Spunky Girl, is obviously, she's not having it. She doesn't want this. She's mm-hmm. trying, she's calling up rental companies, trying to find another van. And she is, you know, they're having absolutely no luck. The other band members seem surprisingly chill about it. Yeah. And they're willing. And, and also, I will say, Peck does reassure them. Yes. That he has it under control. Because he has a va- he has you know a little baggie that looks almost like a diabetic kit, of essentially a sedative and some syringes. Yeah, it's implied that it's heroin. Yeah, and he says you know he doses himself right before midnight so that he can keep himself under control. And he mm-hmm. and he and that he had missed his window the night before. It doesn't happen very often, and he's sorry, and he promises it won't happen again. And that he's you know he's he's good. He's gold. Yeah. And in their desperation, they don't really have another choice. They go fine, you know. We'll 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 take your word for it. We'll trust you on this, mm-hmm. you know. The Type A personality girl does not and, like and this. Just, just so you know, with us like trying to remember these characters' names, I'm currently looking this movie up on IMDb, trying to get the names so I can be like, just so we don't have to worry about this anymore. The list is so disorganized. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, no, who's you're not going to find it. I tried looking up any kind of trivia like on this the movie. The top build person in the cast is David Bloveband, who played Scott. And I think I'm I'm pretty sure he's the manager at the muffin shop at the beginning. Yes, he is. So maybe this is an order of appearance, but I, I have no fucking clue who these people are. So go ahead. Um, We will work better on names. We will work better on characters. We will try. We will promise nothing. I will work better on character names. You will probably be better at character Uh, names. uh, So they continue their tour. Yes. With Peck as their driver, Rhodey, and demon i guess yes. or thing thing they're, they're, and they're uh, thing. and man does the mayhem and carnage just play yeah, there, out there's, there's definitely some key scenes that we have to talk about yes. we don't want to spoil this whole movie i know it's gonna be hard to find it's uh, not not a very common film it but... is available for four dollars on youtube if oh, you want you to go. pay four dollars that's not bad 
Um, so there is, you know, there is a place you can watch it. Yeah. I highly, it is 100% worth that $4. 100%. 100% worth it. I, I, it's so good. It's so it's, good. We were just dying. I was hurting myself laughing mm-hmm. so hard at this movie. So uh, a couple scenes. We had the metalhead encounter. Oh my God. Favorite scene in the whole movie. That was amazing. That was my absolute favorite scene. So th- this movie had elements that reminded me a lot of Edgar Wright films, mm-hmm. uh, at least, you know, Shaun of the Dead, yep. Hot Fuzz. There, there's, you know, these fast cutaways, uh, really interesting editing throughout the, a lot of this movie. Yes. And what I like are in, in some moments are these recaps. Yes. Where something happens, they find Peck covered in blood. Now it's time to do a rollback and let's talk about and show <laughs> That's what, the, what, what happened. happened. And the main character had gone to sleep. They were waiting in a parking lot. The two other bandmates had promised that they would take care of Peck, make sure he took his, his smack and went, put him to sleep. Right. And uh, before they're able to do that, a couple of troublesome metalheads show up and start causing trouble as metalheads do yeah they're very aggressive they and start... as a metalhead i did not find this portrayal of metalheads too offensive i found it absolutely hysterical yes, they were they amazing were... they're the absolute worst portrayal of your douchey awful shitbag metalheads yes spitting beer everywhere head wasting banging beer. wasting beer and the they the, pick the, on they pick on our favorite character max they pick on him they yes. pick on max they throw a beer can at him, knock him down when he was just getting Peckerhead a blanket because yes. it's just about time for him to take his meds mm-hmm. or his smack. Yeah. And they let him handle, they let Peckerhead handle this. Yeah. They just, Who I He goes up and first asks them politely. Very politely. He gets refused. He goes over and turns off their music. Yep. They throw, they throw another beer can at him, to which he has now quickly transformed into his thing appearance, catches the beer can, and chucks it into the boom through box. Through their boot, yeah, yeah straight through, into the boom box. Yeah. And just eviscerates Just them. mutilates these guys straight up, uh, Sub-Zero style, pulls a dude's spine out. Yes. It was amazing. It was fantastic. I mean... The, he, in one fell swoop, rips off a dude's face. You know? Oh, yeah, just he, one swing of the hand, face gone. Face is gone. Dude's it beautiful. dead. It was beautiful. You know, and, and the two bandmates are just standing there holding the blanket, just getting covered in just blood. jets of blood. Like, they had so much blood on on some kind of, like, pressure washer so the, type setup. So it's funny because the main character wakes up the next morning with them hosing him, yeah, the other hosing band members are just hosing Peck down in a parking lot, yeah, and just laughing and thinking this yeah. is telling great. him to bend his head down so he can get into the water, <laughs> and they're just having a blast, completely unfazed by <laughs> the, the horrors that they had just seen. Right. So th- there's so many moments I w- that we could talk about in this uh, movie, and I, I don't want to uh, don't want to give away too much because it's too good. It's so there good. There is a monster diarrhea scene <laughs> that is to die for i don't yes. even want to really imply when it happens because it's no. so unexpected it is so unexpected and it's so disgusting it is and i don't even usually like so i like fart humor yeah farts are hilarious yes i am not a big fan of poop humor very true and i was just laughing hysterically it yes. was so well executed and just <sighs> this movie this movie mm. paul i yep. mean i can't i can't i can't rave enough about it it's it's a new true classic it really is 
the writing was phenomenal. The directing was phenomenal. The the characters, A, every character there I would want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Even Peckerhead. Like, yes. I would hands down be his friend for sure. Oh, yeah. He's he's adorable. He's wonderful. He's adorable. I just yep. wouldn't want to be around him at nighttime. That's right. You just got to pick your times to be around. Yeah. But he was just, I mean, he did so much for that band. And he was, you know, constantly helping them sell demos. He was just. He was the best salesman they would ever have. He, he just so went. There, there's so many times during this movie where I was uh, apprehensive because I felt like there was such a high chance of the wheels falling off. Like yes. this whole thing, like the whole movie is just teetering on a knife edge. Absolutely. Like there is they are playing chaos with fire. and danger around every corner. Uh-huh. But I appreciate that it does try to pace itself and it waits to do do all the like all the bad things that you think are going to happen that you towards, know is coming yeah near near the end so it's not not a movie about the uh, chaos of trying to evade capture right. it's, it's more of a road trip movie yes that is punctuated by brutal killings and mistrust <laughs> right and uh band drama oh and it's and so it's, good it's so good the super nihilistic drummer Got the, I loved you've her. Got Max, the the singer slash guitar player, he's who's, constantly struggling he's, with his banter. His yes, his he's mic very banter. awkward. Uh, I, I guess he's really he's he's definitely gay. Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was just a bit pansexual and just you know <laughs> attracted to, to beautiful men because the yeah there there was some there was a beautiful man there, there was a very beautiful man that he was attracted to. Yeah, but but his his talk talking about his camp counselor with, and then the boner <laughs> definitely I guess should have revealed it. I know, but it was just but he was just so like all these all these characters are so endearing. Yes, he's every cool. single one of them you loved. Some of them reminded us of people we knew personally, mm-hmm. and again, it was just I. I loved it so much. I I cannot can't, recommend it enough. Can't recommend this movie enough. Cannot recommend it enough. Please spend the four dollars on YouTube, support this film, and watch the most hysterical journey you I will need ever to buy go like on. a poster or something. Oh yeah, I definitely want to get some. Like I like I want to own a piece of this movie. Yeah, to a right. degree. Like I want I want merch from it. I want something from it. I really want to support it because this guy. The only other movie I think he's done. This director writer has done was. You know, it had a, a it was fu- crowdfunded. Yeah, he had a Kickstarter for his last movie for the movie beforehand. Um, so yeah, couldn't find any trivia on this thing. Hardly yeah, there's very little trivia on it. it. The cast is very small, uh, and there none of them are big time actors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think one of like the most mainstream, like one of the bigger actors, was the pretty boy, and he was in some episodes of Vampire Diaries. You yeah, know? that's the extent of that star the, power that's yeah, in this movie. Exactly. So I, but gosh, this movie. Mm-hmm. My God, like my God, it's my so God, good. it's so good, and I, I have to stop. I have yep. to stop. Yeah, gushing. we got to stop. We have there, to stop. There's too, there's too much we talked about on that one. Uh, we're almost at an hour of recording, so I guess that's this is just about where we we want to put it. Exactly. Of course, we forget the pumpkin again. So I we're know. not doing do, another do we live wanna, drawing. Do we want to go and like grab the pumpkin? No, because I don't know how. I don't want to just sit here and talk for a while. All right, I could pause it, but yeah, it's not really worth it. <laughs> well, it'll it'll go up on Instagram. It'll go up on the places. So. I guess if you like what you've heard so far, subscribe to us on various podcast platforms such as Spotify, uh, Pocket Casts, Overcast, uh, Google Podcasts, and all of the other places that it might be. Uh, We also are probably on Instagram, usually. We try. (laughs) Uh, It's... uh, or just look for the Spooky House podcast on Instagram. You'll probably find us. And that will lead you to a link that will get you listening to Yeah, you'll figure it out. You're all probably tech savvy enough if you're listening to a podcast anyways, right? Yep. 
All right. Well, with that, good night, everybody. Yeah. I want to go watch a movie, but it's not quite that time yet because we're recording this in the middle of the day. But yeah, we'll but... get there and it'll be awesome. And we will talk about those movies after we see them. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you next week. That's right. Good night. <laughs>